0: Welcome to Living With Purpose. I'm Pastor Jack C. Pigeon, uh, along with my wife, Michelle Pigeon. We pastor West Houston Christian Center in Houston, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to meet you. We have services every Sunday morning. We have a lot of content online on our website, et cetera. And uh, if we can be a blessing to you, you let us know. Uh, we are continuing on our study with Living With Purpose on thinking on purpose. And one of the big things, there are there are many things that the enemy tries to trip us up with uh, when we start walking in this new life. And uh, he'll either try and get you so busy that you get burned out, or he'll try and load you down with uh, all this extra stuff to try and slow you down. But one of the main things, one of the big things that he tries to use against us is a sin consciousness. Well, Pastor Jack, what is sin consciousness? Sin consciousness is um, after I have asked for forgiveness or after I have been forgiven, um, a lot of times the sin that we committed kind of stays locked in a, a position in our mind where we're constantly thinking about it. And even though God's dealt with it, even though I've dealt with it, um, for whatever means, that thinking or that thought remains. It's kind of like this, and this is the way that kind of the Holy Spirit gave it to me. You know, you can walk into a house that where there's been a fire, and maybe the carpets have been redone, maybe the furniture's been redone, the walls been painted. In the natural, everything looks normal, everything looks like it should be, but you still smell smoke. Even though that fire is long gone, and even the remnants of it are gone, there's still a portion of that fire that still remained in that house through the smoke, so you still smell it. That's kind of like sin consciousness. It's kind of always going through your life. You've cleaned up everything. You've changed. You've repented. You've changed the way that you think about a certain situation, but yet this lingering smell of smoke about what you did kind of always lingers, and it's all always kind of trapped right before us. And so we can develop what's called a sin consciousness, where it's always before me. Um, Me personally, you know, when I was um, not walking with the Lord, um, I knowingly did a lot of things that I knew that I shouldn't. I was not raised to do those things. I chose to do them. Um, I hurt people along the way, took things that didn't belong to me, um, was not an asset to society in any way, shape, or form did a lot of bad stuff. And once I got saved, you know, I was just so thankful that when the Lord saved me, and this is going back now 30 years, that when He saved, healed, and delivered me, He also delivered me from all the thoughts of the things that I had done. And uh, that doesn't mean that once in a while you don't get tempted. And you know, and whenever something will rise up in my spirit of maybe something I said, something I did, something I took, I always immediately just say, Lord, just forgive me. And I know that He's already forgiven me for it, but I'm like, Lord, I repent once again. I know You've forgiven me, but that's just something, Lord, that I I wish it had never happened. Um, I I did it on purpose. I did it against Your word. I get it. In, I did it against Your will. But I want to be free of it. And so I always just try and constantly keep myself in a place of repentance and changing the way that I think. Remember, last week we talked about. You know, there's a there's a pattern that Jesus gives us to deal with the sin issue in our life. First and foremost is that we go to him. I mean, he knew we were doing, he already knew. So all I'm gonna do now is just go to God. I'm gonna ask him to forgive me. I'm not going to God and saying, God, I'm sorry. You know, it was me again, I messed up, I'll work on it, I'll do better next time. Not a whole lot of sincerity in that. When I go to God, I wanna go to him and I wanna do this thing that the Bible calls repent. Repent, it means I need to turn away from that thing that I was actually doing. The sin that I committed, I did with the wrong mindset. And so what I need to do now is I need to repent. And when I repent, that means I have to find, I need to exchange what God thinks about what I did with what I think about what I did. And when I find out that what I did doesn't line up with the Word of God, then I wanna go with the Word of God. And I wanna let those thoughts begin to change the way that I think. I want to have what the Bible calls true repentance. Now, one of my favorite scriptures, 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And that's one of the best parts about being born again, is that even the stuff that we did before we were saved, the bible says that we become a new creation old things pass away behold all things become new funny story it's just funny how certain there are certain types of pressures and certain things that you have to get your soul into for some of these things to come out of you and i remember the first year that i was coaching little league baseball and i'd played little league baseball my whole life i was excited Uh, jack it was his first year and this is going back you know 15 17 years ago and so there we are and i'm helping coach and man it's fun and there's these little kids and they're six seven and eight years old and you know most of them can't throw or hit or whatever and you know on our team it was just these were not these these you know this was not the 2017 astros on the field i mean these were these were kids that had never played before and You know, they're kids or whatever. They're chasing butterflies in each other with bats and all that. Well, we start playing a team that was coached by a guy that actually played professional baseball. And his team was very, very good. And back then, there was no limit to runs. And you know, our kids, we might get two hits, but they were scoring runs every inning and they never stopped. And they would run the score and run the score and they would take advantage of every mistake they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just playing the game at a better level, at a higher level than we were. They weren't cheating, they weren't bending the rules, but to me, because there was something in me, it this you're hurting my little boy. You are making my little boy feel bad, and it made me mad to the point where I had a baseball bat in my hand and I was walking across that field after one of those games to go have a talk with that other coach. Well, man the reality of that situation just hit me literally and so i had to go to this scripture and i stood from that season on whenever i played this coach and this was my confession over and over and over therefore if anyone is in christ he's a new creature old things have passed away behold all things have become new i'm a new creature and i had to keep renewing my mind i had to repent for that mindset, but I had to ask the Lord over and over, and I had to remind myself over and over and over that I was a new creature in Christ. And you know, that other coach, after a while, we became very, very good friends. Uh, He didn't do anything wrong, but what that situation did was it found something in me that needed to be dealt with, that I needed to renew my mind with. And a lot of times when it comes to um being this new creature in christ the devil will try and tag us with old ways of thinking to kind of hold us in place and that's where this sin consciousness comes from you know i've done some study on sin consciousness and there's a lot of theology out there that says that it's a good thing that you should constantly be reminded that what you did and so you'll never do it again and You know, the what you did to God, you should never forget those things. And it it almost breaks my heart because what we do with sin consciousness is it basically locks us in an emotional jail. There's nowhere else for me to go. I am constantly caught by that sin because what that sin is doing is it's holding me in place of what I did and why I did it. You know, Paul, I mean, Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament did not deal with a sin consciousness. He had done horrific things in the name of God. He had dragged people to prison. He had been there when Stephen was stoned. He had seen some horrible things, but yet he didn't let those thoughts, aren't you glad that he didn't let those thoughts hold him in that place? He got free through repentance and actually knowing who Jesus Christ is, where he could there in turn go and write most of the New Testament and all these wonderful letters that we live with today. So. I want us to look at Romans chapter 5, verse 8, and I just want to give you some good news. First and foremost, that a lot of times when we talk to people about coming to church or coming back to church, one of the statements that they make is "Is like, well, when I can clean myself up just a little bit more, when I, I want to get a little bit more right before I come back. And it's such a backwards way of thinking. It's as if I'm in charge. I can make myself good enough. Well, then I'll come to God. And in reality, none of us are good enough. If we could have changed ourselves ourselves, we already would have. Uh, if I could have delivered myself from drugs, alcohol, pornography, all the stuff that I was into, I would have. I wanted to be free, but I couldn't do it myself. I did not even have a will that was strong enough to produce that kind of change. I needed a savior. So the good news is today, when I come to him and I repent and I ask for forgiveness, man, my slate is wiped clean, and that includes my consciousness. It As I said last week, it's very, very, very hard to go to a God in faith when you don't really know where you stand with him or if he's truly forgiven you or if you've really been forgiven of those things. Yes, there are earthly consequences to what we do, but as far as God is, the sin issue has been dealt with. When we ask for forgiveness and when we truly repent, the Bible says that we're free. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Christ didn't die for you when you were at your cleanest squeakiest clean doing your best no no no. i know for my life when i was personally at my very very worst when i was at my lowest when i was as far away from god as you could possibly be that's when jesus died on the cross for me there's just not enough good works that we can do to ever make up for what he did on the cross i'll never be good enough i'll never earn enough i'll never work enough i'll never deserve enough everything that jesus did he did freely of his own free will because of his great love and compassion that he has for you and me today. Don't let religion and and really sin consciousness is a product of being religious. You know, religion is upholding to just a set of traditions set down by men that look good, sound good, smell good. But when you actually go to put pressure on those when you really need them, they're not there because they're not built on anything scripturally. Religion has done more to hurt people (laughs) than, more people have died in the name of religion than any other thing on the face of the earth. And so what we're talking about is a relationship with Jesus Christ, a personal relationship. I just want you to know today that you can be free from sin consciousness. If you're a believer, but yet you're still feel haunted, by things you did in your past and i just want to encourage you today god's not holding you in that emotional jail you are and you're free today all you have to do is cry out to god from a repentive heart ask him to forgive you of your sins it's kind of like this in the old testament we talked a little bit about this last week when they brought bulls and they brought oxen and they brought all these things to the priest they would come up to this pit though the priest would slaughter the animal There was a sacrifice that was made. Maybe this was a sin offering. You know, whoever had brought the animal, you know, this represented their sin and the priest and them. And they would slice this thing up and throw it on the grill and they would burn it up. Well, after, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, if you were to look down into that pit, you wouldn't know what, what it used to be. You would have never known what kind of animal it was. You never would have known what size it was or what it represented. That's what sin is to God. Once it goes into that pit, only God and us know about that sin. But what he chooses to do is let it burn up where it becomes unrecognizable. God doesn't remember our sins, only we do. And so what I have to do is I have to renew my mind. I mean, if this is, if this is something you're dealing with, then 1 Corinthians 517 needs to be your verse. You need to get up every day and you need to remind yourself, look in the mirror, that you're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Just confess over yourself, I'm a new creature. I don't think the way that Adam does. I think the way that Jesus does. I'm not under the curse of what Adam did. I'm under the blessing of what Jesus did. And guess what? I have great news for you today. Jesus, (laughs) through the blood, God, through Jesus, through his blood has made you righteous. You have right standing with God today, and that's a free gift that he gives to you that no one can ever take it away. Amen, God bless you.
1: Hi everyone, I am Pastor Mike, and I am here with our senior pastor, Pastor Jack C. and we are here to answer some of your questions uh, concerning the teachings that he shared. If you have any questions with any of the programs you watch, please comment below in the section and uh, we'll be glad to answer as best we can. Amen. Amen. Get right into it. Amen. Number one, how do I get rid of sin consciousness?
0: That's a great question. These are all really good questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sin consciousness to me, and there's a lot of different definitions of this, is a state, uh, it's really when you go back to the Old Testament, And when people really lived under the law, if when you lived under the law, the Mosaic law, that meant that once a year there was this day of atonement, which meant that there was blood that was shed, an animal that was shed, a priest did a ceremony, and your sins were covered for that year, and you moved on to the next year. You were free. But the only thing that that couldn't cover was your mind. Mm -hmm. Even though you had been um let's just say found not guilty for whatever crimes you had committed that year through that blood and through the atonement Mm -hmm. just because you were found not guilty if you did some bad things, those things still stayed and played in your mind or in your thinking. Mm-hmm. And so we carry that into the New Testament sometimes, you know, through the blood of Jesus, we've been you know, redeemed from the curse of the law, the blood washes us and the blood actually has the power through forgiveness, through redemption, to not just wash away, not, we weren't mm-hmm. just found not mm-hmm. guilty, but now we don't have to walk around with the stigma of trying to remember because let's be real honest, a lot of stuff that we did back in the day there mm. was guilt you know yeah there was shame, shame and yeah. guilt and those types of things and the enemy will really try and lock us in to remember that shame and to mm. remember that guilt because we we don't move forward when we do that
1: yeah oh i totally get it um what saying consciousness consciousness to me was uh, almost identifying with the sin itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, really you good. hear the term about "I'm just an old sinner saved by grace." Yeah, which is such a lie. Yeah, you know, that's uh, really good. Yeah, and just because I committed a sin maybe even more than once yeah, and not being able to let it go and say, this, this is who right. I am. No, it's not who you are. You have a
0: new identity. Let exactly. me read something to you, and this was David. David in Psalm 51, okay. and I'm going to begin in verse 1 and just read a couple of verses. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. You know, David, Mm -hmm. even though he was an Old Testament man who found New Testament grace, he still did not have a mechanism because the blood hadn't been shed to Mm -hmm. deal with the consciousness of Mm -hmm. what he'd done. And you and I as New Testament believers, it's it's in the package.
1: Yeah, justified.
0: Justified, absolutely.
1: All right, great answer let's move on to question two number two how long does it take to renew my mind how much time do we have
0: <laughs> 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 that's a question we we are always 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 there are and we both know this you know the, the stuff that I dealt with 30 years ago when I first got saved mm. I am still renewing my mind it's mm. a it's a daily exercise mm, it sure is. you know putting on the new man the the whole New Testament is about it's a continually putting on the new man and continually putting the old man down. And as long as I'm feeding that new man through the word and through mm-hmm. the spirit and, and really doing what Jesus tells me to do, then I am. it's a constant, you know, it's like asking how many times do you tell your wife that you love her? You tell her every day of her life, every day. We're constantly renewing their minds to the fact that we love them, that our children, we need to tell our children every day that we love them. We need to tell, Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Because we're constantly renewing their mind in the fact of what my words are towards them. We have to do the same with the word of God. It's like Mm -hmm. God every day, when I get into that word to renew my mind, it's God telling me every day, Jack, I love you. I love you, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. That really settles in. All right, number three, Pastor. Where does sin consciousness come from?
0: Like I said before, it really kind of originated with the law, and there was a mechanism to deal yeah. with the effects of the law. There wasn't a, uh, there wasn't anything in place to help us deal with the the actual soulish part of it—our mind, our will, and our emotions—and you know a lot of men do horrible things to other men. Mm. And sometimes those thoughts, those things, if there's not a way for us to renew our mind and get them out, they're actually very, very toxic for us. Mm. And so it really comes from us. I'll be honest with you, there are some religious scholars who really believe that we're supposed to be sin conscious, that mm. we're to always keep that in the forefront of our mind to make sure that we never do it again. And you know, I, I just don't see that in the New Testament yeah. you know I, I think when you get forgiven brother you get forgiven and even though there are earthly consequences for what we've done I don't have to live under the shame or under the guilt or under the condemnation of the sins that I produced before
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely these were great answers guys and we we definitely enjoy it And and if you have any questions that you would like to submit Please do so in the comment section below and we do our will do our very best to answer them for you. Amen. All right.